Friday. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast. Welcome back to Mr. Ratley. Hey, Jay, how's it going? Good. Glad it's Friday. Oh, yes. Friday is a good thing. And we are continuing our discussion about curating games for Snakes and Lattes. And we are going to go back into this by talking about how we take care of the games and prep them for the cafe. of our games see a lot of hard use. Yeah, that's true. But first, following on from our discussion about adding and culling games to the library, you intrigued me because I went up to the Midtown Library at one point in time and I was just looking around shortly after it opened to see what was on the wall. And lo and behold, I saw Time Stories. Oh, yes. I never expected to see that on a wall. And obviously you made the decision to open it, which... I'm in favour of because I don't own it and I really want to play it. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that. But I'd had discussions previously where I'd kind of... So I wasn't under the impression that it was exactly cafe inappropriate per se. It's not a legacy game in the sense that you're not destroying anything. Uh, But it is a game that you need to come back to multiple times unless you're willing to commit what I think it's about six hours, most people tend to say, uh, for their playthrough of the initial scenario at any rate. Because this is a game that you play in sort of one to one and a half hour stints, and it's a time travel game, but the time travel happens between games. So I will play through a scenario, and I will get it wrong, and I will fail, and I will go back to the beginning and start again, except this time I know don't go and talk to this guy yet because he doesn't trust me, or don't go here because it's a dead end, and so I don't do those things and I behave differently, and the time travel has happened in my head as a player. Wonderful concept. Talk to me about your decision to open that for the cafe. Well, that was part of a larger initiative uh, where we wanted to open more escape room style games and have them available. So at the time, the only games we really had that fit that was Time Stories and Escape Room. So we opened those as well. Later on, we also got Unlock. Which is great. And this is uh, sort of what I was talking about with different locations. Sure. Comes back to this. Unlock has been super... Actually, all Unlock and Escape Room have been super popular at Midtown. Really? They are. Con- I had to open up a second Escape Room because the first one was constantly in use. Wow. For Time Stories, I think... It it is one of those games that doesn't always work for people, so it is one that I try to make sure the gurus cater it to people that really want to try it and know what they're getting into. That makes sense. I've even had some of the other uh, curators, you know, not not like it. <laughs> so, oh, interesting. But yeah. uh, I I've had people that just basically kept playing until they got it. So right, and that I, six hours is probably a little bit much. I would say. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just I'm going the, on PSA. If you're playing it all in one go. It's probably like three hours. Oh, okay. But I would see like if you put it away and then you came back next week and you've kind of forgotten some stuff. You know, and you make a few missteps. Right. That makes yeah. sense. It, it's a good game. It's a, It reminds me a lot of the old Sierra adventure games like King's oh, Quest, that wonderful. sort of a thing. You gotta, yeah. you gotta go, you gotta find some keys, you gotta go <laughs> open things. And if you do it wrong, well, you know, there's next time. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. The other thing that is very cool about this game that kind of would prompt you to play it all in one go at the cafe that you don't necessarily have to do at home is that idea that the box saves your progress because yeah. you can put things back in the box in a way that you can take them out next time and resume yes, the, you know, uh, start your next game with everything in place that has been removed from our copy I figured it probably <laughs> would have done but that, that was going to be my question interesting and of course with escape rooms we can't have the exit games no, which a lot of people will hear that and they'll go oh I want to play those they won the Spiel des Jahres or whatever they are cool games they are destroyed when you play them yes uh, smallest legacy games in existence. I'm sure someone could print up a, some kind of uh, escape room legacy game on a postcard, you know? like <laughs> That would be kind of fun. Yeah. 
But anyway, moving on to our central topic for today. Uh, obviously, we are a cafe bar restaurant. We yeah. serve coffee. We serve alcohol. We serve lots of food. Lots of uh, things that stain. Yeah, lots of things that stain. You <laughs> yes. know, we go everything from nachos to curry, depending on where you are. What does that mean for you? Because you you open this beautiful copy of of time stories or you open Mm -hmm. this beautiful copy of whatever game you're opening and then it's put into a very hazardous environment for cardboard and plastic what what what's your process there so when we open a new game depending on the components uh it now nowadays pretty much everything is immediately sleeved Mm -hmm. We, we are probably contributing a good deal to Fantasy Flight's uh, <laughs> <laughs> sleeve sales. We sleeve all the cards, which can sometimes actually be troubling because uh, not all games release their cards in standard formats. Right. Or they don't tell you exactly which format they have yeah. used, even if for, it is a standard. For example, we just got the Bob Ross and the Art of Chill oh, I need to play game uh, in. And at sleeving those, there are some cards that just use the standard gray Fantasy Flight sure. sleeves, but they're shorter than that. So they had to trim off the tops. Oh. And then some cards that the only way I could sleeve them was to fit them sideways into the blue square sleeves and trim them off. So... Sometimes it's a, it's a little interesting. The other thing that we do is we laminate pretty much anything that can be laminated, including <laughs> the rule books. Uh, that started relatively recently, like last year, and oh, it's changed so much. <laughs> the, oh, I when I started, uh, and I would see some of the rule books in the games at Annex that had been there for years and had been through a lot. They were like just in tatters, or and you can't always find a new replacement rule book for some. Like some games, you can find the rules online and print them. Sometimes you can't. Right. Uh, so now that they're laminated, they're they last. They can have gravy splashed all over them, and then they're totally fine. And there are also some components, like you're saying. We obviously we laminate the rule books, but also some components that actually get laminated as well. So yes, things like uh, player aids. I think we were player discussing. aids where you would put your pieces on anything that can be laminated, right. basically something that's going to sit on the board, not sit be on the table, too much, not need the... to be adjusted. Uh, the the score track for resistance and Avalon those were right. laminated and then had to be cut down so that they would actually fit into the box because <laughs> uh, that adds extra you know width to it so that we also have to do a lot of trimming that way too well and there's there's an interesting thing as well we're going to be doing an episode a little later in this month about home library mm. sort of construction and maintenance and yeah. what have you and I think that's something a lot of people might not want to do if you want to keep box inserts. If you're not fussed about box inserts, it's a very different matter. Yes, I had to... In order to get the components up to a serviceable status for the cafe, sleeved and everything, uh, for the game Archipelago, I had to remove the insert, but the insert is actually like a key component of how you set it up. So uh, basically went on to BoardGameGeek and there's some print out your own like extra little ways of doing it so right. I, i've come up with something but yeah it's a it's a delicate issue sometimes oh, i can believe it one other thing that we do is we will often bag uh the individual components and split them up so sometimes like all the red pieces are in a bag that's right. pretty standard but the other thing that uh i started doing and it seems to have taken off is labeling the individual bags oh. Say, this has you know 24 of these in it good uh, move you can't be too specific. Like if it, if a bag has like 
10 lines on it with like, oh, it's got this, sure. this, this, then the, the guests are just not going to bother doing no, it, right? too much but information. If it, but on the other hand, if it's just an empty bag, they'll just throw, like, with no label, they'll just throw whatever in it. Yeah. But having it's a simple label has really helped um, things get put back properly for the next guest because there's no guarantee that a guru or a curator is going to have a chance to look at a game before someone else gets to play it. Especially if it's something popular. Yeah. And that's great because it's certainly, I know in my case as well, like, I just recently learned Trajan and being able to pull that off the wall and see immediately on the bag what components should yeah. be in there and oh I'm missing this oh it's in another bag kind of thing or whatever but it's it's certainly it's yeah. almost easier than sometimes I find the component guide on a rule book a little bit too much yeah and you don't want to get halfway through the game before realizing you're missing no, something no no you do not <laughs> especially if it's something critical well Jay thank you so much this is this is such an interesting topic because obviously we yeah. beha- our libraries behave very differently to a home library so thank you for sparing the time to come and talk to oh, us about that I'm glad to do it could probably keep on talking for another hour (laughs) we probably could that's true but for now we're going to leave it there thank you so much for listening everybody um you can get in touch with us here at the snakes cast at podcast at snakesandlattes.com if you would like to ask any questions or say hello uh, or talk about anything that we have been mentioning on the podcast the podcast is produced by dax audio and music is provided by ben sound the opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the presenters and guests and nobody else's tune in next week when we're going to be talking about organizational games what do we mean by that well maybe by next week we'll have decided ourselves but it'll be games with the theme or a mechanism that is based around organization so we will see you then for that see you next week Thank you.